who's standing by, Uzila has actually been there from the get-go. He's been looking at Nicole's interview from the lobby and enjoying the vibe. I could tell he was absolutely enjoying himself. And he's going to be on. Okay. How I know Uzila? I probably know Uzila since I was like 10 or 11, thereabouts. Um, it was about that. So he, I, shake your head, no Uzi, that's right. It was, it was a little bit older. I was a little bit older. I was 13, 13, 13, I was 13, right? Okay, so we're about 13. Um, I remember, you know, I was going to, to, to Roseau to, to spend time with my grandmother and stuff, but then Uzi, so, <laughs> Listen, me say stalk me. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> I'm just joking. I'm just joking. He was one of those guys. He, I mean, he hung out with all the guys that I was, I was friends with from the time I was like 10 years. And and we, we connected and we stayed in touch. And it's so funny that we actually stayed in touch. I mean, it's not like a regular thing, but we randomly like pop into each other's DMs. And he'd be like, what's up? my queen and i'm like i'm good and you know and that's how we 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 we, we vibe and then he's he also lives in canada you know so we although we're not close to each other in the sense of um he's in a completely different province i mean i could go to dominica and back that's how far away he is from from where i am but we can connect a lot of times on canadian issues especially being black and being in canada and all of these different things and he's he's very much uh, an, an intellect and i love that about him that i could have conversations that are deep and he could speak he could speak about things that you know people would normally just like be wishy-washy about and 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 make sense you know like even all what's going on in, in the world you know i asked him you know and probably we'll get into we'll get a little bit into that discussion about what's going on in the rest of the world and how it affects him you know but he is an amazing individual, but he is a musician. And let me tell you, a musician, and let me tell you, right? Um, the man can sing, um, the man can play music, he's also an audio engineer, he's been doing his thing, and he's been doing his thing since Lani Kani. Says not today, he started, he's been doing his thing for a while. Guys, ap apologies, I mix Creole and Canadian and Dominican all in one is a bouillon, right? <laughs> Whenever I speak. So my apologies, if you don't understand what I say, just ask me to repeat what is the, just the English size in jail, right? I'll try my best to, to, to keep it as English as possible. I always mix it up. Uzila is joining us right about now. So make some noise. So I don't know why, why are you shaking your leg for? You nervous? Don't shake your leg. It's it's we matching. We we in same color. Blue blue. I blue blue. God love you. Right. Make some noise. It's so some love. Hi, Uzila. Hello, hello, hello. Yo, is you know from time your smile has make me nervous. So don't have me on camera like that. Don't have me on camera like that. <laughs> what what am I saying? This is the dimple. The dimple. Boy, everything about even your eyes. Honestly, everything about you. But I don't to get myself in too much trouble. <laughs> You are chatting. I don't know. How, how are you doing today? One, honestly, um, that interview you just did with Nicole was very inspiring. Very, very inspiring. Um, I basically came out from my little hiding place and I've been tuning into the world and seeing what's going on in the world right now. And hearing her speak like that at a time like this is so encouraging. Um, she has such a positive attitude and i appreciate that you asked her about her background from dominica because um 
a lot of times you hear people say you can't be successful from Dominica or in Dominica. And um, knowing her history shows that her conditioning for survival was actually from the 767. So honestly, I'm so inspired. After I'm done here, I'm probably going to write a track and release it, tell you the honest truth. Make sure my name is someone. After kidding. all. <laughs> after and all. Who, who is Uzila? <sighs> um, Uzila is Oliver Severin. Shout out to Annette Severin Lestra. That's my mom's sister. That's my family. Um, so I'll start there. Uzila is a human being. Um, Uzila is a Dominican. I was born in Canada, but I was raised um, in the heart of Ruzu, Ruzu Central on King Dot the Fifth. Shout out to the real mob. Um, Uzila is a musician. Uzila is a man of faith. Uzila is a man of principle. Um, I would say most importantly, aside from being human, Uzila is a person of perspective, a person who loves to learn and who loves to have conversations. Um, I don't read as much as I used to, but um, Uzila is a cultural man. And Uzi, oh, sorry, last thing, Uzila is a traveler. I love to travel, I love to travel. You, you mentioned growing up in Roseau, even though mm -hmm. you're Canadian, you grew up in Roseau. Uh, tell us a little bit about life growing up in Roseau. Um, if I'm being perfectly honest, that would have been the happiest time of my life. I did not know what stress was. I did not know what uh, frustration was. Um, I was free. I was. I feel like in Dominica, as a Dominican citizen or Dominican resident, um, you truly have the opportunity to. Um, you do live in a free country. You can you you can do whatever you want. You know you're free. You have rights. You can speak out against. Yo, scary. It is the type of person our prime minister. I can walk up to my prime minister in my country even without his bodyguards and say, yo, I kind of don't like what you're doing if the road's in Roseau, you know. <laughs> and he will just, you know, he'll have a response. Uh, very free, very, um, oh, something that I always wanted to say on camera. Musical. The way I, I grew up in Roseau in the city and the way I knew my days of the week is by the music I heard in the cars passing by. On Sunday, on Christmas, you know, you'll have your... Let's say Christmas, during the Christmas season, you have your Christmas carols and not just Caribbean or African sounding Christmas carols. You'll actually hear Frank Sinatra and Dean White. During Carnival, you hear your Triple K, shout out to my boys. Um, you hear your CK, you hear your Booyo music. Um, during Independence time, you'll hear a lot more cultural stuff. You hear the people probably a little bit more queer and um, so that, that was my experience in Dominica personally. You you've been you were exposed to music at a very young age. Tell me a little bit about the first time you decided that hey, I, I love this thing and I can do this thing. My dream was to play for CK. My absolute dream was to play for Winwood Caribbean culture. Um, I live I live actually well Dominicans I talking to. I live close by Asta fans. So Cornell and them had their band house. So like a past convent high school. Um, going up, I believe, Bath Road. And as a result, just being a kid hanging out around the place, in addition to seeing the music, I was able to go and hang out in the band house, hide and pick for the little hole as Cornell and Skinny and these guys were writing. Um, my first conscious experience with music was I was in St. Cecilia's Choir. In, I, I, I used to go to the Catholic Church in Roseau. And um, I, I, I was in the choir for about... Probably about 10 years now, I think about 
available 10 years. But um, since my mom discovered my talent, she put me in Calypso. So first thing I did is junior Mona. I, I went up against um, Swinging Sammy. I came out second against Swinging Sammy one year. I came out third another year. I participated in two Calypso uh, SMP, my, my elementary school. Um, I participated in two Calypso competitions there and placed second and third in, in those. Um, that's you, it. you are Mr. SME. Tell, tell me a little bit about being Mr. SME. The first Mr. SME. The first Mr. St. Mary's Academy. Um, at, they were in Dominica. There's a lot of, um, especially during festival season, there's a lot of different competitions. You know, Miss uh, Madame Wobdu yet, Miss Queen, um, Calypso competition. SMA wanted to do something that was male-centered because a lot of time it was centered on the females. So they decided to have me compete. And um, I, I was in class with guys like Dice. King Dice was my classmate, you know, Jumani Borny. I, I, I was in, I was in, you know, I would say probably one of the best cultural eras in Dominica at that time when, you know, live music and live bands were a thing. And, and at the time, although I was young, WCK was, you know, probably just graduating or just had graduated um sma probably a little bit older than that so um the mr sma thing came about as a result of wanting to make a male pageant and from that um my career in entertainment just spiraled i started a band at about 14 years old called juveniles with joffrey joseph froggy um, <laughs> practically <laughs> half of triple k <laughs> um yeah we we just continue like booyah was my thing booyah is my thing to this day like and um because we had the opportunity to emulate and to be a part of the experience with wck we at a certain point um partners in crime discovered us and maurice Isles and peter Walsh. i actually was a member of partners in crime um and from there we kind of branched out to different because wck um at the time rory dim raha just left wck um Ruhi, I don't know if he had left Serenade or if he was going through a thing there, but they formed a band called Raw Rhythm International. And that's where PIK kind of split up because half of the band members left, half of the band members stayed. And then, yeah, like I, I got to I got to tour with Rough and Ready to Matnik. I got to tour with WCK to tour Tola. Partners in Crime took me to New York and Texas. So, and oh, last thing, probably commercials. I did a lot of commercials to um, the DBS commercial every Tuesday. <laughs> If you want to listen to some reggae, yeah, 8 to 11, B-A-B-A -B -A is reggae heaven, yeah, that's Uzila, National Commercial Bank, Scotia Bank, we did, we did a lot of commercials and stuff, so yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah, me shy there with your smile, sorry. <laughs> Hold on, what's going on here? We have a little bit of a, a glitch. Okay, you hear me? I can hear you, yes, hear I can hear you. Are you yes. there? We had a little bit of a, a glitch, that happens, don't worry, that happens After sometimes. All. You, But you can hear me okay, right? Clearly, yes, ma'am. All right, why did you decide to move back to Canada? Interesting question. Honestly, at the time, 
I, in my mind, I had bigger dreams. In my mind, I, 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 I thought that I wanted to get into the hip hop world because as much as I enjoyed Booyah music, you know, as a, just as a black man, we heavily influenced um, by American culture. I wanted to have a taste of that and, and, and experience that life. And I'd been back and forth and I had family up there. Um, my family up here is married into Jamaicans and the Jamaicans that were, they, they, Jamaicans and Trinidadians and um, those that they married into were into the music world. So my intention was literally to just come here, do school and then go back. But I guess God out of the plans for me, music, once I got into the music world, I just stuck there and this is where I am right now. Yeah, okay, so so you decide that you're doing music full-time. Tell me, how did you actually get into the international scene? Because you're not just, you know, people look at you now and they say, oh, Zilla from King George of Fifth Street, uh, you know, Dominicans. Um, and I know you know, you're starting to shake your leg. I know you don't like to boast yourself too much. And, um, but you are internationally known. I mean, the video that I actually played right before we, we took, you featured on that video with, with hundreds of thousands of views, right? I mean, yeah. people don't see you in there, but, but, the, but the melody and, and the, the, what is, the hook is all you, right? Yeah, yeah. How did you get into that international scene? Um, basically, yeah, through the, the thing is the, the, the musicians that I've been working with now, I've been working with them for 10, 15 years. And, um, the name of the group that I met when I came here was Politic Life. Like I started out with my own thing with, uh, Johnny Alibi, who's a, a world renowned producer as well. He, he actually lived down the street from me and, um, you know, blonde hair, blue eye, white boy playing hip-hop music that even I don't have yet, we became friends instantly. And uh, he introduced me to his girlfriend, Krisha Turner, who actually um, blew up and, and just did a Queen of the Dance Hall movie with uh, Nick Cannon and stuff. And um, I got introduced to music for Mavericks through family, because like I said, there were Jamaicans married into, into my family. And these Jamaicans, they already had a group called Politic Live, which was a three-man hip-hop group, but they were trying to start a label, Music for Mavericks Entertainment. And um, I basically just came in as a hook singer, you know, just giving them a little taste here and there so that I could perform. But as we got closer as family, they recognized my other talents, which was instruments, because I came from a, a band background. So adding that band element to the hip hop music took us from just being a local level mm -hmm. to a level where um, we started to get recognized nationally, so to speak, and we submitted ourselves for awards. Like um, with the Mavericks team, we got nominated for Western Canadian Music Award. I collaborated with uh, this group called Soldier Fire, which got, um, which are two-time Western Canadian Music Award winners. Um, on their first CD, I did a collaboration song with them, um, and I did background vocals on a lot of uh, a lot of their songs and. Um, from that, from the, just those simple instances, it just shot off because the music world is very small. It's, it's really like Domin like a larger version of Dominica, just different cultures, different races. Once, once your work ethic is strong and um, the dedication is there, your name just... And as long as you, I guess, you know, make every appointment count with each... I, I collaborated with every single person that I could at the time. And um, so far, I haven't heard many complaints, so to speak. So through that that's and 
obviously being nominated for a Western Canadian Music Award goes on your resume. So Politic Live, which eventually broke up and became just Arlo Maverick by himself. I um, helped him build a band and with that brand, the Arlo Maverick brand, that's what took us internationally through the awards and dealing with Breakout West, who um, the Canadian group that does the awards and that kind of stuff. We got to go to all these different places. Oh, places. Where have you visited to play, like just to perform? Tell me oh. some of. Um, recent. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll say. Um, well, before I left the Caribbean, um, from Dominica, Martinique, Tortola, um, Saint Thomas, Saint Lucia. We actually opened for Onion. PIK opened for Onion when Onion separated from Burning Flames. Um, in the US, again, that was while I was still in Dominica, that would have been Texas and different boroughs of New York, Bronx, Brooklyn, Queens, etc. Um, in Canada, um, all over the West Coast, from Edmonton to Regina to British Columbia, where my son lives now. Um, and then recently, um, we got to go to South Korea. That was my first international, well, I'll say my first music trip into the Eastern Hemisphere. Um, from there, we got to go to Estonia, which I had never heard about until I got there, to be honest with you. Um, Holland, Wales, and England. Wow, so you, so you toured the world. Yeah, 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 yeah. What are you doing currently? What, what is Uzila doing right now? Um, COVID has everyone kind of like on a different tip. What are you doing right now? To a certain degree, I'm a social distancer by nature. As you say in Dominica, there are plenty of COVID. I saw a lot of COVID when I was younger, but um, in my adult age, living in a different society, particularly North America, where um, the climate and the culture is very different. Number one, it's very cold. So it's not like people can have a block or corner where you can just go and chill out in minus 45 degrees. Um, boy, you can't even forget your question. <laughs> What are you currently doing in light of COVID? Oh, yeah. So I was saying, um, I'm always in a studio. I'm always in a band house. I'm always um, performing. I'm always practicing. Um, so my life didn't change that much in COVID-19 um, in that way. Perhaps the social climate changed because people around me are more panicky and you can't do this and you can't do that. But um I was blessed with a, a, a bit of resources where I could come to this place where I am. It's called the Commudio. It's a studio that's um, owned and operated by friends of mine, Alan Lintwali and Kaz, who, uh, Kaz Joseph, who's actually Dominican, um, half Dominican. Um, these resources allow me to continue working, even though um, nobody else can. What I've been doing from this time in COVID-19 is because um, they have all the, the uh, medical procedures in place. I've been providing um, or assisting in providing opportunities for other artists who are in the same situation to come out and showcase. So I've been putting bands together for different um, underdeveloped artists or not underdeveloped, I'll say artists who are more accustomed to performing with CDs and that kind of stuff, but they have a good reputation. They have a great following. They have excellent performance skills. Um, I'm helping with that. For my brand personally, I'm building my brand. Um, Uzi La, the Shadow Sparrow. Um, why do you call it Shadow Sparrow? Why do I call myself the Shadow Sparrow? Oh, uh, man. <clears throat> 
okay i have to answer i apologize but i have to answer in poem form poem form many people repeat repeat uzila king you should take your seat uzila king you should take your seat what made you think this was made for me i'm the shadow sparrow the candle wick i burn slow so the room is lit the musician with the greatest hits that you've never seen or can prove exists so i call myself the shadow sparrow because i am a musician so that's where the sparrow thing comes from the shadow um on one hand talks about my 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 business side that aside from being a front and center singer songwriter i'm also into production and um instrumentation behind the scenes and even artist development um i i i you know we come from that asa bantan cloth where when we're on stage we make sure the cloud the crowd has the best possible time if i perform i need to go home sweating unless it calls for a different type of climate then i'm not satisfied and people recognize that so i'm able to cast that on and the last part of the shower is because i'm a spiritual person i'm a christian so to speak and i feel like christianity has been put in such a weird light based on you know racism based on all different things that i add that darkness to myself so that people can see personally that yo you don't have to be i don't know yeah you don't have to go uh, follow a particular tradition to be a christian and you don't have to be perfect to be a christian um, in the example of myself, where you see God um, transforming Uzila from Instagram today to who he will be in the next 20 years, I am that example for another person who feels like they have no chance of making it right with God, so to speak. So that's shadow. That is, that is one long explanation for, <laughs> for a question I did not plan. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. <laughs> You 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 mentioned racism and all of that stuff. You are a black man in Canada and you see all oh, what is going on in North America. And some people say, oh, Canada is there's no racism in Canada. That's not true. Um that is still not true. It's probably worse in Canada than it is in the States. At least in the States, if they want to call you the N-word, they'll call it you straight to your face. Whereas America, they'll call to you on their dinner table where you'll never hear them, right? Yeah. So, yeah. so, so that's the difference between Canada and the states. And I remember somebody saying to me, "You know, Jill, you know, you're you're very good at what you do. Just don't get too caught up in this black and white thing." And I'm like, "This don't get caught up in this what? This black and white thing?" And I'm like, "Um, you see my face before you hear my voice." That's right. Me. That's right. You know, you see, is black with that, and how do you deal with all of what's going on? Man, that's a complicated question. But um, the thing is, I don't just look at the world from the perspective of, for example, Canada, America, as you know, historical lines were drawn. I look at the black race as a whole, as a people. So yes, I'm Dominican first and then I'm Zambian second, and then I'm African, Canadian, or whatever the term is here, third, et cetera, et cetera. But at the end of the day, um, we are a people. Now, what I say that because in this case, you know, there's a lot of different feedback. Like, you know, people are like, oh, we should really pressure the government. Some people are like, we should loot. Listen, we've spent 400, 500 years begging people not to hurt us and to treat us a particular way begging on our knees we 
other people don't even have the, the the motivation to even take revenge for that 450 years, which I believe is really the greatest fear to them, so to speak. Um, at this point, we're responsible for ourselves. We're responsible for ourselves. Um, there's a lot of black entrepreneurs, um, black businesses internationally that are mobilizing and 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 creating economy, not just like like the Chinese create an economy for themselves or the Koreans uh, create an economy for themselves where they buy, quote unquote, local, they support local. In every country you go to, they have a China tongue. And when you go in that China tongue, you're not in your country again. You're in China. It looks like China. So my mentality is kind of like that. And since I'm noticing that, I feel like we're getting closer and closer to independence because we're no longer dependent on um their economy to sustain us. We're no longer dependent on their police to protect us. We're no longer dependent on their ideology, so to speak. Um, so unfortunately, this is a situation that I think will, um, yeah, will encourage more of that, really will encourage more of that. Um, it's really unfortunate what's going on in the United States right now. I sympathize with the the, the, the parents. But the other thing is, here, there's, there's uh, like you said, I'm a man of perspective. Now, I've also noticed the situation with guys like R. Kelly and uh, even Kevin Hart and uh, Black celebrities that voice their opinions on certain things. Uh, Dave Chappelle and, 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 and who gets silenced, so to speak. So while... I am looking at this from a perspective of, yes, I'm a black man and I'm hurt. Honestly, I'm really, really hurt. It's, it's hard. It's hard to even walk in Edmonton right now. Um, the ideas that come to me, number one, are nationalism. We have to protect ourselves. We really have to, you know, focus on strengthening ourselves so we can come out of Babylon, even if it's mentally, spiritually, economically. And the second thing is, like, notice how always around election time or always around a certain time of the year, they come out with a bunch of racist clips and racist movies as if we're supposed to be reminded of something. So I'm very careful on making harsh judgments based on watching social media, so to speak. Now, in this case, like with, with um, George, it's clear, regardless of, it doesn't matter what happened before in the video. The man was on the ground nine minutes with a, a knee on his neck. No questions asked, even if he didn't die. Say that he didn't die, what would have happened to that cop, as an example? So, you know, while I'm cautious of, of just jumping in and, and, and fighting for things with all this fake news, Black people anywhere in the world can be confident that if Uzi lies are wrong and a, and a policeman treating you or, or somebody is mistreating you, and it goes beyond just Black and white, it's justice. I will not stand up there with a camera and film you while you're getting a dirty slap you check from like five man on one man. No, I'm not that type of guy. No, I'm not tough. So I wouldn't just jump in and just start swinging. You check, unless maybe I'm not doing because you're laughing. But at the same time, I'm not really, I'm, I'm, I'm a man I use my head. So just, just know that as a black man, wherever you are in the world, if you are being treated unjustly, Uzila will stand up and do something. You know what I mean? And that's literally where I'm at. Anything beyond that, politics, all that kind of stuff. We can post and we can social media and whatever, but how much of that affects racism, which is actually the economic oppression of people, not prejudice, which is I don't like you because of your skin color. Sorry. Sorry. Huh. 
Now you speak about this whole, um, this whole, you standing up for black people, but do you think that in growing up in the Caribbean, do you think that we, we look at it differently than, than people in North America in terms of yes. And in terms yes. of deep, and what and how do you feel like we 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 perceive um not to be frank white people like how do we how do we see white people um from a caribbean standpoint because you've lived both worlds you and i have both lived both worlds and yes. and i all the time that it's completely different how i feel in the caribbean we sense sensationalize white people a lot um to us it's like you see a white person you have to literally be at their beck and call. Well, they can do no wrong. Uh, recently, I was told, you know, to put on my clothes. Um, I was at a restaurant to put on my clothes, and I'm like, if it was a white person, that would happen in Dominica, you know. Right, I, right, 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 right. She's right there, and I was having, I was bathing in the sea. I had my swimsuit on. Mark, it wasn't a bikini. I mean, it was not a bikini, you know. Right. Um, right. I was told mm -hmm. to put clothes on because I was coming into the the restaurant setting, and I was like, if it was a white person, would you tell the person the same thing? You know that. Do you think that? Um, where you think is what do you think is different about how they how we see things in the Caribbean versus how we see things in America? You know, it's a, it's a complicated question again. But I'll tell you my personal experience. I didn't understand racism until I moved to Edmonton, back to Edmonton. Excuse me, because my my prime minister is black, my president is black, my teachers were black, my doctors were black, my lawyers were black. Um, when I went to school, it was a black teacher grading me. Um, my mom who's an educator is all black. So I didn't have I didn't have an inferior an inferiority complex coming into America. Aside from I mean, even when you're educated in school, so to speak, it's kind of hard to picture because in Dominica, no kind of man from nowhere can come out and tell you nothing in Dominica for you to feel bad a kind of way. Yes, um, in the Caribbean and perhaps even in Africa, so to speak, in black diaspora, people do view whiteness as successful their countries are more developed the education is higher i feel that's more where people come from when it's in in terms of catering to white people like how you say yeah because they're like yo this is where the dollar is you know what i'm saying when i was a kid and i was coming to canada the boys on the block was like yo you know the leak when you go up there you marry a white two man and you set for the rest of your life you know what i mean that's if i'm being 100 honest um so we definitely have a little bit of an edge based on the fact that there are some realities that we're not privy to directly. Um, on the other hand, it's interesting coming to a place where there's so many diverse Black people with so many different concepts. Like, you know, young Otorong, Caribbean people, particularly Jamaicans, Dominicans, Trinis, you really can't, if somebody, if somebody tries to insult you, unless they call you nigger or some racist thing, you're not insulted by the word because you're proud to be what you are. You're insulted by the intention to hurt, as an example. And in these multi, in these different communities, Blacks who were raised in Canada think very different. Like they, they used to think that we're ghetto Africans. I'm half African. And there were times when I didn't even feel um, comfortable in my own um, environment. But um, to, to be quite frank, I think we have a bigger edge coming from the Caribbean where also historically, thank God for Dr. Grail, may he rest in peace. Um, also, we in the Caribbean had, because of our geography and perhaps our mentality, 
we were able to fight racism a lot quicker and faster than the North American countries. You know, countries like Haiti, for example, Tusa Liberty and these guys, um, J Jamaica, Trinidad, you know, all these countries. Dominica was the first all black legislature in the Caribbean, as an example. So we definitely have an edge in that. Now, the thing is, everything comes down to perception. Everything comes down to perception. When I came to Canada, I thought I was going to have this better life. So this was going to be rich in my mind by now in my 30s, don't worry about how old I am exactly. I thought I would have everything set. You know what I mean? House, car, blah, 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 blah. Now, while it is possible for you to have those things here, you don't know what you're sacrificing. You sacrifice your freedom. You sacrifice um, you sacrifice culture. The reason why my mother living in a 767 is she can't live next to a neighbor she, for 30 years and never know his name. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's really a complex situation. But for Caribbean people, for people in Dominica specifically, I would say we definitely have an advantage being from where we're from dealing with specifically white racism. I say white racism because... Other cultures are racist towards us too. I tried dating in a lot of other cultures and they love me. They love me until I said I was going to marry their daughter. <laughs> so, you know, but I don't know if that answers the question or if it was too much. It does. Uh, somebody, somebody sent me a message. Are you single? Pardon me? Yeah, yeah, there? I'm there. I, could, I can't hear you. You're a little bit. Somebody, somebody wants single. Somebody wants to know if I'm single. Um, <laughs> I'm actually, I'm actually uh, talking to someone right now, but I'm not. I'm not. Uh, we haven't solidified commitment yet. <laughs> I like when you start shaking your head. When you start shaking your head. You think I don't know you? I know you too well. <laughs> Boy, you're going to get me in trouble. What's next for Uzila? What's next for Uzila? Oh, man. Music. You know what? My plan is to come to, to return to Dominica. I've been away from Dominica for... Um, over 10 years now 2000 yeah about 12 years and i believe that i've done enough work here that i can now bring home my talents my resources to further develop the the, the music industry um my uncle peter say good answer <laughs> um <laughs> but um beyond that um i'll be i'll be releasing a few singles finally aside from doing collaborations and so on, re releasing my perspectives um, and my experiences, which I'm very blunt about in my music. Um, I will be working with multiple bands. I work with Wimate and the High Life Sound Collective, which is a reggae band out here. Um, Arlo Maverick and the Rich Echo Band is another band that I work with. Um, Bliss, because Love is Something Special, is a uh, an 11 piece band that I work with. Um, and then, uh, for example, guys like Wanduni, guys like uh, Ro, um, I'll be kind of behind the scenes with them. So aside from my band music um, and my branding of myself and releasing my perspectives, traveling. <laughs>
traveling. I coming home. I coming home. It's been too long. I need to go and see my people. I need to smell. I need to smell some food. I need to, you know. Oh, I need to come for a workout. My cousin, uh, Mob Fit Seven Six Seven. Shout out to Loco, Loco the Real on Instagram. My cousin. I, I saw a customer calling him by his real name. I almost calling him by his real name. Kyle, well, actually, yeah, Kyle Severinazil. Um, he started this uh, workout company. Um, and it started getting huge. He started it in New York and now he brought it to Dominica and I got to see the videos now. Kyle, he knows I'm not really a, the physical man per se. So one of my goals is when I come down, I'm not going to tell you guys when I come down, I'm just going to show up. But when I come down, I want to go and work out on MobFit Dominica, MobFit 767, do my little stretches, my, you know, and support all businesses I can really. And... Pardon me? Enough about Kyle. My sister's going to going to choke me. Our first yeah, shout love. Out to RL, man. Shout out to RL. <laughs> oh my god. It was a pleasure having you on here with me. Um, I really, really appreciate uh this is long coming overdue. I remember you were one of the first people I spoke to when I yeah. was about to do the whole caco tea everything um you were not one of you were probably the first person i mentioned and i said to you would you be a guest would you come on and you're like anytime and i always felt like it wasn't the right time you know yeah. And, yeah. and i i am so grateful to you for giving me the opportunity or allowing me the opportunity to to interview you um i want to see if anybody has any questions so i'm gonna switch over you know to to the live to see if anybody has any questions you know what um, i have a question i have a question when are you going to allow me to interview you i've i've seen your interviews with a lot of dominicans um a lot of successful dominicans and the flavor and everything that you have when can we get an interview about jl joseph when can we sip the real caco tea well you see the thing about it is that i i I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't know if, well, first of all, nobody's really asked me to be quite honest. I think a lot of people are intimidated by, by me um, to even come up and, and actually genuinely say, Hey, can I interview you? The one person who's actually asked, um, they wanted to interview as a group because they wanted to interview myself and my sisters. Um, they feel like we have a really good story and whatever, whatever. But I told them, you'll catch it in a book. Oh my, you're done. Well, you know what? I have a podcast. Um, no, I didn't I'm going to be that, starting but... a podcast soon. So I, I, oh. I would love it if you would be one of my first guests, man. Because the, the, like, honestly, even, yo, just, okay, sorry, we're going to Dominica now. Um, since I, I, for the past, let's say, five, six years, I've been really disconnected from everything everything i didn't know what's going on in the world i was literally in my zion i'm in a studio i don't listen to music i make so much music that i don't listen to music and just by chance i happen to flip on my instagram and i catch jail and i say boy 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 okay that, yeah so you know in messaging you and, and speaking to you it's interesting how welcoming you were and how um quickly and instantly you connected me to my roots and my culture so i would love i would love 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 to see you um you know you're the second person to tell me that in like two days um people don't people are always so surprised at how quick i respond to stuff on facebook and instagram or all the fact that i even respond 
right? Um, people like you, you respond, and th this guy took like 15 minutes talking about how happy he is, and he is that I actually responded. And I'm like, yo, I am a regular schmegular person, you know, like, and I am the most down to earth person that you probably ever meet, besides the fact that I do radio and I do interviews and I do all of these things, like, I I not going to like not answer, you know, like I will always answer even if I just say hi, you know, like sometimes I am I'm caught up with things and I and I cannot because I I do a lot of things. I do do quite a bit of things and it, it'll be hard, you know, for me not to just say hi at least, you know. And if I cannot help you, I will generally I point you in the direction of someone right, who can. Right, right, or, right. That's, that's just who I am, you know, and I will give you my honest opinion or as honest as I can be. And I always tell people, you know, don't take my, it's just, I'm just telling you off of my story, you know, not make your own story, you know, I can tell you my experience and make yours, you know, but I don't know. Um, I, I'm, I'm welcome to, to being interviewed, but I, I feel like I would have to see the questions before because I don't feel like um, uh, in as much as um, I am a public figure, I am not an open book. Right, right, right. <laughs> I'm an open book. I'm a, I am not an open book, you know, well, so. I think you're the best example of Dominica. If I had to write Whitey Kubuli and, turn, and take it on and post a picture for my son, my one-year-old son to see what Dominica is about up with you, because even your attitude, just your, your welcoming personality, the way you speak, everything, it's 100% Dominican. Like I could pick you out in a group of Jamaicans, Trinidadians, Grenadians, and be like, mm, 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 mm. That's not you, you just saying that. Let's go to the question. I don't know even know why I should even entertain you. Cause it's not like I don't know you, I know you. Okay, yeah, um, Sean wants to know, what do you think your first project in Dominica will be? Definitely jumping into the band scene. Um, from my outside perspective, I've, I've, I've had a chance to really look in. Shout out to Chad Joseph as well, exclusive. I'm gonna plug my people there. All my, yo, I know quite a bit of successful Dominicans and I'm gonna plug them one, two, the Mobfit 767, Chad Joseph exclusive. Anyway, uh, my first project will be going into, um, I'll immerse myself in the in the in the music industry wherever the bands are because I believe that I can um, I can help take our industry to 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 another level, and it wouldn't be anything that they're doing differently because the entertainment in Dominica has significantly significantly risen. Like as far as the raw talent and the music and the actual the actual. Um, creation goes nobody can touch dominica it's more in my personal opinion from an outsider the business perspective um particularly specialization and division of labor i've been in multiple groups where for example the band leader is the keyboardist is the water bearer is the speaker carrier is the um, manager which is very important a lot of people don't have managers um publicists a lot of people don't have publicists and those kind of things um so i think that's 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 my contribution that'll be the first thing that i do i link with joffrey he even asked a question to i link with joffrey yeah. who, who taught me music joffrey taught me music so i link with him really? first yeah. he, he wants to joffrey actually wants to know how do you think your hip-hop background would affect any possible collabs or future um i think well 
maybe not musically because musically dominica already has quite a significant a heavy hip-hop influence so to speak mm-hmm. um joffrey's want to speak come on <laughs> i know eh? i know um i think it would it, it would come back down to the same thing it, it wouldn't necessarily be the creative part or the talent part it would more be again recognizing for example that booyah music aside from just being really entertaining and fun and all those kind of things is actually our culture an expression of our culture and um marketing it like that i think could definitely even change the course of dominica as a country altogether um Chantal Winston is saying, shout out to Uzila. Make sure you shout him out for me. That Chantal who's on, on she's, she's actually on the live, but she sent me a, a private. Um, and, and wants to big you up. Uzila, it's been fun. I know the conversation between you and I will always continue. Um, as I said before, we pop in and out of each of, of each other's um, DMs whenever we we see fit. Whatever the question is, whether you just say, "Oh, nice picture" or something, <laughs> or you're asking me a question about something all around the world. But you know, but but I always I always commend you for how much respect you've always had for me. You know, um, minus the fact that I know that you've always had a crush on me. I know I that, did, I did, but I did. you've always had you've always had so much respect for me and that is one of the things that i must come in your mama did a really very very good job you always address me as my queen and sometimes i'm like boy not your queen but then i but then when you explain to me why because you know we black women sometimes we so like harsh and we so like but i'm not your woman are you calling me my queen for you know oh, that's what goes through. yeah 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 into it and stuff you know you just have to just take it down a notch and be like Call me my queen again. <laughs> um, but thank you so very much, you know, for the opportunity and and for coming on here and sharing it with all of all of my viewers, all of my listeners. Um, I really truly appreciate you, not only as an artist but also as an individual. And I, I mean, we're we're gonna stay in touch. There's no question in my mind that we will not stay in touch. I I might be the one to actually be the one to drag you. To Dominica, you know, sooner rather than later, because we've been having this conversation for a minute, right? Yeah, well, a but quarter of my family is on here, so I know. see they've, they've been messaging you and they're really bigging you up. Um, folks genuinely love love your your music and they love what you're doing. Um, we app we truly love you know your spirit and your positivity. You know, the second you release that song, you know that that um that acapella you did, you know um um i cannot i can't breathe you know um i i edit that to pop pop with my skin on i saw that i saw that <laughs> i saw that, that awesome. yes yes and um big you big yourself up stay safe you know, as a black man not just as you know as as a friend but stay safe you know i know you're out in the boonies to be particular the white boonies so oh, they're good they're good they love being alberta man they love being alberta you know <laughs> We have a good we have a good relationship but yo you know what it's funny because sorry I'm not trying to keep you but they like a lot of white people have reached out to me personally just being like yo like what do we do in a situation like that like what how do we tell them to do? Um charity begins at home at the end of the day again from from a black person to black people perspective 
we can no longer wait and depend on you guys to stop hurting us unfortunately i'm sorry to say it, but we can't we have to do it for ourselves um so at this point we're not even asking that the least that we ask at this point is education so you see the racist grandfather that you have sitting on at the table and everybody sit down and eat some food and then he's like want to hear a joke grandpa no you know what i mean that, we don't you know things that's prejudice as far as racism educate them that the reason why black people are like oh we don't really want to vote or why the native indians of canada are kind of like oh we'll have our own reserves don't come here don't put your pipeline here is you know because of a system that was built on our backs it's not we're not we're not like the best example i can liken it to is like i live in a house and then you eventually take my house i become your neighbor i live in a smaller house and now that the grandchildren are friends the, the 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 young kid is like come to my house man we have a big house blah 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 you're welcome my mom will love you blah 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 and as much as you're like yeah that's awesome and you know whatever you will still be friends and you may still invite that person to your house but it's always going to burn you knowing that that's grandpa's house you know what i mean this is where i was actually born and I, I don't have access to this so definitely education on a vast level um is where to start i really don't have the rest of the answers i'm a christian so i believe you know god heals all things pray if you don't know what to do my god the god that i believe in is an interactive god i don't believe in some kind of thing in the sky or whatever he answers me we have a relationship that's my boy can't say i go in heaven but it's my boy and he i believe if you go to him for answers personally for yourself he will answer you in the way that he best answers you so education and jar that's it thank you Thank you, my queen. Thank you, my queen. I appreciate you very much. I really appreciate you. I know you got you got a whole night ahead of you because I do. You're you're in the studio. You're in work mode. You're gonna be in work mode, and I hear you have a song coming out. You know, as a result of this interview. Yep, I'm just putting it out. But I am so grateful. Thank you very much to all those of you who came on on the live. Thanks, 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 Uzila. Um, until next time, to you. Take care. Much love to you always. Love, love. Mobfit767. <laughs> yes, yes.